2: You're listening to Comedy Central. You know, we're watching, so we're
3: watching this story about the, the Toy Hall of Fame, which is in Rochester, and we're seeing like all the toys that are being inducted, and so everyone in the office starts talking about their favorite toys growing up, right? So some people are like, oh yeah, no, for me it was chutes and ladders, and for me it was the sled, and for me it was this, was that. And then the people are like, what was your favorite, favorite toy growing up? And I was like, genuinely, my favorite toy growing up was a brick, <laughs> right, which sounds crazy. But, Spinny, why do you walk away like I'm a crazy, <laughs> like you literally walk away, like I'm saying the wildest thing. No, because we. So, so what happened was, no, we had, um, when we were growing up, um, like I'd live at my grand's house in Soweto, and then what would happen is a lot of kids didn't have toys, but it wasn't like a sad thing, like, oh, I don't have toys. It was just like, we play with whatever we find. And so the most popular thing little boys would play with was bricks and your brick was, you'd play with it like a toy car. So you'd like walk around the neighborhood searching for the best brick, right? Because the game you would play, and we didn't put wheels on it anything. Like someone asked me that in the office, like you put wheels on it? No, there's no wheels. Where we were gonna find wheels. If we have wheels, we wouldn't have these problems. So <laughs> we just took bricks. So you would find bricks and then the game you'd play is you'd like drive around in the dirt with your brick car and then you would smash into the other boys' bricks. And then if your brick was the last brick standing, you won the game. So like all of us, it was like a mission. You're like, man, I gotta find bricks. I gotta, like, you just like walk around the whole day just like searching for bricks. And there was this one brick that we had called a face brick, right? It was basically like a really beautiful brick that you can, you know, bricks that you don't plaster over? You can just have that as the face of your house. That's what we call the face brick, right? And so that was like the dream brick. It was the most expensive brick though. Like you couldn't, you could find everyone with like gray bricks and like the, like the dark black bricks and like all those, but those bricks break. You come with a face brick someone would like, everyone would see you, like you'd pitch up, you'd be like a pimp rolling up in a Rolls-Royce Phantom. <laughs> like genuinely, I remember like one day I found the face brick, and like, you know, I got there with like, all the other kids are like, meh, mom, meh, and I like, got there like all swagged. And they're like, oh, Trevor, are you playing, are you playing, and then I was like, yeah. And I pulled my brick out from behind my back. And they're like, oh, face brick, face brick. <laughs> And then it's like, yo, yes, a face brick, face brick. And it's like, let's go. And then you drive. And then like everyone rams in. And I'll be like, you guys, ram me first. I'll just, I'll just chill. And everyone tries to ram your brick. And because of the face brick, it's like com- compact. It doesn't crack. And like everyone's bricks crack in half. People are devastated. Like you see like kids smash their brick and the brick cracks dead in the middle. And they're like, ah, brick, <laughs> it's like a big thing. And then you like play and you take the brick. And it was such a popular thing that you had to be careful if you lived in the townships because kids would steal bricks from outside your house if you were doing renovations. <laughs> so if you weren't careful, you would have like all your bricks outside because you're like, oh, I'm gonna build a wall. And then like the next day you would come there and you'd be like, where the fuck are my bricks? <laughs> and like all the bricks are gone. <laughs> and then it's just like kids driving around like, mm, <laughs> mm. it's like, oh, those are those my bricks? I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> this is my favorite toy. It just makes you really, like, you, can just, you can just have fun with anything, man. It's like. It's that's what genuinely my favorite. Even now, when I see bricks, I get happy. Like I said to a friend, that's the one thing I don't like about living in New York. You don't see bricks often, like, like just loose bricks hanging around. You take that for granted. I walk around, I'm like, man, no bricks, no bricks, no bricks, no bricks. And if I see a brick, there's a thing in me still till this day that wants to take the brick. And I have to stop myself and be like, you're the host of the Daily Show. You can buy all the bricks you want. And it's like, yeah, but take that brick, Trevor. Come on, you know you want to. And I always think, imagine if TMZ caught me on camera. And it's like, Trevor Noah spotted stealing a brick. And then I'd be trying to explain it. No, it's a car. No, it's not. Is Trevor Noah on drugs? No, wait. It's so strong. What were you doing, Trevor? I was gonna build my own wall. That's what that, you guys, you should let Donald Trump build the wall and then just bring, like, all the South African kids overnight. <laughs> and they'll just like, take the... So in my grandmother's house, we didn't have a tap in the house. We had one tap shared amongst four houses. And that seemed like cool compared to my cousins because in the villages, they had one tap, which was like a mile away. So I'd go to my cousins to visit them for the, um, for the holidays. And then I would like, my cousin would wake me up at like 5 AM. I'll be like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, we gotta go get water. And I'm like, what? And then you get the wheelbarrow and then you go. And it's fun when you're on the way there. Cause you're like, this is fun. You've got your wheelbarrow, you're rolling. And then you fill them. You forget that you have to fill them up with water. It's These giant, giant, giant drums of water. And then you bring them back, and you're like,
2: "Fuck!"
3: <laughs> like the whole time, you're just like, "I don't need water. I don't need water. I don't." And then, and like one day, I took because my cousin was shredded, like just because of that. Every single day was him just lifting a barrel, <laughs> which like 400 pounds on a wheelbarrow, just pushing that every single day. And then one day, I remember, I was like, "I can do this." And I took it, and then I was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" <laughs> and then all the water gone. Oh, no. just like all of it. Yeah, and then I was like, well, well, you shouldn't have let me take the wheelbarrow. (laughs) I just pulled a Ben Carson. I was like, that was your bad. Did I know my life would turn out like this since I was a kid? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I remember when I was like four years old and then there was like this little kid who like pushed me to the ground. And then I was like, one day I'm gonna be host of The Daily Show. (laughs) Uh, No, I I get what you're saying. And I'm joking, obviously. I'm being facetious. Um, No, I I had no clue. Nor did I wish for that. I'll be honest with you. Like I was... I still joke with my mom about that till this day. I go, I did not know where life would take me or how life would end up. All I knew is that I wanted to be able to afford to buy as much food as I wanted to buy, <laughs> like at any time. That was like the big thing in my life. Cause like when you don't have money in a family, like, like the, for the food decision is the biggest decision you can make. So like, let me put it this way. We would go out for like takeout maybe once a month if we were lucky. And I remember the pressure that I was under cause you'd get the menu And then they'd be like, do you want a burger? or do you want pizza? Or and I was just like, ah, don't mess this up. Don't mess this up. It was such a big decision. And I remember one day I said to my mom, I was like, one day I'm gonna be rich enough to buy two. (laughs) And then my mom could have been like, shut up kid. But she was like, yeah, you will be rich enough. Yeah. And I was like, and I'll buy dessert. She's like, you go buy all the desserts. (laughs) All of the desserts. And so then now my mom is like, you, did you buy the dessert? Did you buy the dessert? <laughs> and she she pointed at my tummy, she's like, looks like you bought the dessert. <laughs> in Africa, like, so my mom, she would let me watch like a sex scene in a movie. She would be like, I don't care about that. But if kids were playing with food, she'd make me turn the movie off. So, whenever, so that whenever it was like, I used to watch those high school movies, those American movies, and then you know, there'd always be a food fight it's in the cafeteria. Then my mom would be like, turn it, turn it off, turn it off. And then I'd be like, what do you mean? She's like, why are they wasting food? Then I was like, it's a movie. She's like, but it's real food. It's real food. It's real food. How can, how can you waste food like that? And then I was like, like look, it's like my mom was going, you know, you, like parents would go, there are children starving. My mom was like, we are starving in Africa.
1: leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit paramountplus.com slash the shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.
2: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year
3: The first time I remember hearing a joke as a child was actually I was with my grandfather and we were at a, a protest in the streets uh, uh, in South Africa and I don't know what the protest was for I'm assuming it was anti-apartheid or whatever but I was, I was very young and I was with my grandfather and we're walking marching through the streets and a, a policeman came by on a horse and like policemen on horses is like you, you, like no one is comfortable, do you know what I mean? Like just generally as black people, we're never like, yay, <laughs> yay, he's gonna do the thing. No, you uh, were terrified, policeman on the horse. And, and this guy was like trying to move the crowd along, move there. and he's like, move, move, bloody hell, move, move. And he got to my grandfather and then my grandfather turned to him and the guy looked at him and he like, hey, why aren't you moving? And my grandfather turned to him and he said, he said, master, master. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> and this guy was like, what? What, what did you say? He said, can I ask you a question, master? And he was like, and then he asked him a question. And to give you the context, that weekend, the previous weekend, the, um, there was a, our version of the Kentucky Derby took place. And then the winning horse was celebrated and the president went and gave a kiss to the, to the horse that won. A kiss and it was like on the front page of the newspaper, the president kissing the horse. And so then, so that's the context. So my grandfather turns to the cop and he's like, can I ask you a question? And the cop is like, what, what do you want? And he says, master, why is it that your president can kiss a horse, but he won't kiss my sister? <laughs> and like, you could see the cop was just like, he's like, what? And he's like, what? I, I don't know. <laughs> And I was like, and then my grandfather turned to me and he's like, because you haven't seen my sister. <laughs> uh, and I'll never forget the policeman's face. Like he burst into tears, laugh. Cause he was like, what? Well, and then he just started laughing and my grandfather's laughing. And I'd never seen two things. I had never seen like a policeman laughing with black people ever before. It was my first time seeing that. And it was just my first time seeing like how a joke could diffuse tension. How you know what I mean? And then I, I just remember growing up, I was like, oh, I want to do that thing. I want to, yeah. yeah, I want to do that thing more. Diapers. I hate changing diapers. <laughs> I don't have kids. But I just hate changing diapers. I have two younger brothers, so I changed their diapers when I was growing up. And then at some point, with my youngest brother, who's twenty years younger than me, I was just like, you just, you're gonna keep shitting, so just don't wear pants. And I was like, it's easier to poop or scoop this person than it is. Like, so then my little brother would just come, I'd teach him. The thing was, he'd just come running up to me and then he'd be like, Trevor, poo-poo. And then I'd be like, all right. And then we'd just run outside and then I'd make him shit in the garden. Like I would, I would like fold him. I'd hold his legs and his body and then like I'd hold him like this. And then he'd, like, he'd be like a little turtle in my hands. And then I would hold him, and then he would shit, and then he'd be like, doo-doo's, doo-doo's, and I'd be like, finish, and then he's like, doo-doo's. Then I'm like, all right, cool, and I shake him a little bit, and then i will take him. Yeah, and then i will take him and he'd stand in the, and then I would spray him down with a hose pipe. So take him, and he loved it. He wasn't, he was like, this is the greatest experience ever. And then I'd be like, just don't tell mom what we're doing. And then he'd always tell mom. <laughs> It always be like, ah, mommy Trevor sprayed me with the hose pipe. Then I'm like, Jesus, kid, you're killing me here. <laughs> he would love it. It was like a fun. And then I remember, like one of the funniest things was like, like a year or something later, we're sitting together watching TV, and we're watching footage of police spraying people with like a, like tr- like protesters with water hoses. And then he looks at me, and he's like, Trevor, did they do this? And I'm like, <laughs> like no, no. <laughs> so in my family. My two younger brothers are um, uh, so from my mother's second marriage. And so I'm still the only person in my family who looks like this. So my, my mom is an uh, African woman, black Xhosa woman. My, my father's Swiss from Switzerland, so he was a white man. And so I look like this. And then my mom remarried a black man, and so my brothers don't look like me either. Right? And I remember what was really beautiful was, my brothers, we always spoke about this stuff. So my parents, they were like, yeah, different dads. We get how this works. So my brother one day... I pick him up from school, right? He's like, hes really young at the time. It was what, maybe like, I think it was nine, maybe 10 years old. And he gets in the car and he's like, just deflated. He gets in the, the passenger seat and he fastens his seatbelts. And I'm like, what's going on, Isaac? And he's like, hey, Trevor. He's like, oh, kids, man. I can't do this, kids. <laughs> <laughs> so I go, oh, kids, tell me more. And then he's like, I just, uh, I just don't know what to do with kids, Trevor. You know, like today, one of my friends said, ooh, are we walking home? Then I said, no, my brother's picking me up. Then he said, ah, who's your brother? Then I said, Trevor. Then now when we're walking, he sees you in the car. Then he says, who's that? Then I said, it's my brother. Then he says, ah, but how can your brother, how can your brother be white? Then I said, he's not white. <laughs> he's not white, he's mixed. Then he said, but you're not mixed, you don't look the same. How can your brother not look the same? Then, so now I'm like, oh man. I'm gonna have to like go through this. So then I'm like, so, so what did you say to him? And he's like, ah, oh, Trevor, like, I'd have to explain it the way kids understand. <laughs> he said, I just said to him, I said, Zueli, you've got to understand, like people are like chocolates, okay? Like, like you can have like a white chocolate and you can have a dark chocolate and you can have a milk chocolate, but it's all Nestle, okay? <laughs> Any questions? Yeah, oh, mm? yeah. no? you good? Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah?
3: How's? Oh, how's Foofy? Yeah. Wow, that's a deep cut. Man, <laughs> you can't just ask me that, like, just random. You gotta be like, hey, Trevor, so I read in your book and the, 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 you can't just be like, how's Foofy? Because my I, I mind went, who the hell, Foofy? <laughs> <laughs> no, because, because Foofy died. So for those who don't, so I I had a I had a dog when I was growing up like one of the dogs we had we um, my mom was working at a at a pharmaceutical company and her colleague came came to work one day and was like hey my neighbor's dog um, impregnated my dog so now I have all these puppies I don't want and they're like this weird mix of like a bull terrier and a maltese poodle so do you want to take them and my the mom was like all right I'll take two and then my mom brought them home. And I'd never had a dog before. And I was like, this is the most amazing thing in the world. And so we raised them and it was two beautiful dogs. They looked completely different, but they were sisters. They were the best, Fufi and Panther. And my mom called the one Panther because she had a pink nose or so the pink Panther. And then, uh, and Fufi was like the dumbest, most beautiful dog ever. <laughs> and Panther was the smartest, ugliest dog you've ever seen. And so like, like I loved Fufi the most because she just like looked really vicious. And I used to think that Fufi was really stupid. And then one day what happened was um, like at our house, somebody was trying to like come into the house, like like a, a family friend and they were trying to open the the, the, the the gate and then they moved the gate and then the gate fell and then Panther ran away. Cause she, they like sleep by the gate and then Panther ran, but then Foofy didn't. And then the gate hit her and then like it broke her spine. It was oh. devastating. So then we went to the vet and then like the vet was like, I can't help her. You know, we've we got to put it down, put her out of her misery. And the vet was like, but this was amazing. How were you guys, like, how did you guys raise a deaf dog? And we were like, what? <laughs> and he was like, we we're like, what do you mean a deaf dog? And he was like, oh, like afterwards, like I just, when I was just going through examining her while she's still like living, I realized that, that she wasn't born with, I guess, a certain part of the cochlea or something. And, was, and we were like, wait, this dog was deaf the whole time? <laughs> And we just genuinely, I literally just be like, Fufi, sit, listen to me, sit, Fufi. I was like, you're so dumb, you're so dumb. And I never knew that the dog, and then we realized what used to happen was when we'd call the dogs, we'd be like, Fufi, Panther. And Fufi would never come, but Panther would come running sometimes. And then she'd like, look at you. And then she'd run back and then they would both come. And I always used to be like, Fufi's just dumb. And then I realized Panther was like, ah, oh, she, she didn't hear. And then she'd go back and fetch her and then she'd, then both of them would come. And then, like, now I went back, and my was like, Fufi. <laughs> I miss you, <laughs> Fufi. So that's how Fufi's doing. She's, uh... <laughs> yeah. What happened to Teddy? From my book. What's funny is, randomly, one day, I, I, uh, was dr- I was driving to a car dealership. I had I, I bought an Audi. And I went to the car dealership because I needed them to help me with something. And they said, um we will um will call our top mechanic and just to give you a bit of a backstory. teddy was uh, my best friend in primary school and him and i used to go shoplifting together and then <laughs> one day like we were like busted shoplifting and then we ran away and then they caught teddy but then they didn't catch me and then they but they had security footage of what happened and they went to all the schools in the area looking for who was shoplifting with teddy and then they didn't know it was me because the security camera was black and white. It was like the old school black and white cameras. And so they were like, we're looking for a white kid because on the camera, it just in black and white, it shows, the camera shows white. So then at the school, they asked me, they were like, Trevor, come in here. They're like, you're friends with Teddy. I was like, uh-huh. And they're like, well, Teddy was caught shoplifting. I was like, uh-huh. They're like, there was someone with him. I was like, uh-huh. They're like, it was a white kid. Who was he? I was like, huh? And then they just never caught me, and then Teddy never snitched or anything. And I, like I, and then but I, he got expelled from the school, and I thought like he went to jail or something. So, and I never, I never knew where he ended up in life. Ten years later, maybe even more, I was, uh, yeah, I had an Audi, drove to an Audi dealership because they wanted to help me with something, and I pulled in and I said, "Can you help me?" And they said, "Oh, this is complicated. Let's call our top technician mechanic." And then they called the guy, and they're like, Theo, come out!" And then he came out, and then it was Teddy, and I was like,
2: "Teddy!" <laughs> Teddy,
3: Teddy, and it was, yeah. So that's what happened to Teddy. All right, let's do this. I was dev- and he was just like, what are you crying about? He's <laughs> like, so like, dude, we're stealing chocolate bars. Why would you be thinking, why do you think I go to other UN today of for life? <laughs> it's, it's funny in South Africa, we, we, have, a, we have a saying. And you must remember, because of so many of the struggle leaders in South Africa were either imprisoned or exiled, the movement in South Africa was held together in large part by women in the country. And so it's weird for me, because I understand you travel the world, you understand that everywhere feminism is different and the idea of women is different. But I grew up in a world that was very matriarchal and where women were the most dangerous freedom fighters that existed. No, this is true. You read up on, you read up on Winnie Mandela, like, Nelson Mandela was an icon, but the police in the country were afraid of, of Winnie Mandela. You know, they were, and we had a phrase in South Africa that was, we still use it today, which was, which means you strike a woman, you strike a rock. And that's what I grew up learning. That's a, it was kudos, man. It was fire, it was fire. And a lot of the time my mom would strike me with a rock. Explore more shows from
2: the Daily Show podcast universe by searching The Daily Show, wherever you get your podcasts. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 central on Comedy Central. And stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.